Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton. In new age, we trust. How y'all feeling today, fellas? I feel pretty good, pretty good. You know, here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies. We are not. However, we bring you our perspectives on all things business, finance, and cultural. Let's get it. And Antonio, is you alive today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is reaction. Thursday, where we come up with some topics or uh, articles and we react to them live on the spot. So let's get it. Okay, let's get it. So our first headline, let's go straight into the Binance and Forbes headline. So Binance has invested, well, they have taken a $200 million stake into Forbes, right? Some of, some of them are, uh, some of these, the article is citing you know, marketplace ideas. The Binance, I believe this is the CEO. Yes, the CEO has also tweeted stuff like crypto is no longer just a niche vertical industry. It is the base layer that powers slash funds many other industries. So, interesting move here. I think this is, uh, you know, crypto investing into a... I think it's a good move. Let me just mm -hmm. first say that. I'm interested to see what y'all think about this. First reactions. I think that's a, a good move for Binance. There's nothing more special than getting your business model out there and changing the outlooks on people, outlook on your niche. So like you said, the guys from from Forbes said that crypto is no longer as leashed. And I'm guessing that price tag that Binance paid for a popular brand like Forbes is well worth the price. Yeah, that was this uh, Binance CEO that said it's no longer, you know, niche, not Forbes CEO. But, you know, I'm pretty sure the Forbes CEO co-signs that. You know, the interesting thing, and I think what's underrated about this move, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's very strategic on behalf of Binance CEO. But think about what he's doing. What is Forbes? A media company. Right. So now... You have a uh, um, crypto exchange partnering with slash investing into merging with however we want to look at it right. into a media company. Right. Can you see how much precedence that was? And then think about what the media company is. Right. It's a business media company. Right. So how much press, um, exclusive press, this specific exchange and crypto because Binance has its own coin. Right. Will we'll, um, generate from this uh, move right here. Yeah, it's amazing that Bitcoin had brought a stake in Forbes six years ago. Like, will that impact? Will have, that have impacted the outlook on Bitcoin? Like, how is a oppressed type of thing? So, I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good move for Binance to even take that type of move and take that type of step with a company like Forbes. I, I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought that up. Imagine this happening. Literally five, six, seven years ago, crypto is in a, to me, not in maybe more of a significant pl place, but it, it, it loses two years of slow growth to me. If this keeps happening all across the board, it, it, it further, it, it further uh, escalates crypto going mainstream. Forbes is a mainstream brand. Forbes is a mainstream business brand. So if it, with this with this move, if this would have happened, 
four, five, six years ago, this would have quickly escalated crypto becoming mainstream even sooner. And as we're seeing now, it's pretty much mainstream. Yeah, and I agree with that. You make a, a very, very valid point, um, Daytron. And I believe, you know, it's interesting because all this stuff is happening. The timing that all this stuff is happening. Um, IMF came out yesterday. They did a... Uh, uh, they had a meeting on yesterday or a digital report, whatever, you know, um, conference report mm -hmm. on yesterday, the head of the uh, IMF. And she talked about um, ushering the ushering in of CBDCs, you know, how many countries are, have already escalated and how excited they are. And they plan to partner with uh, the BIS, which is the um, uh, Bank of International Settlements. Mm -hmm you know, um, uh, to forge this thing forward. And this leads me right into my reaction um, as well. It was also reported yesterday, and again, I want to talk, highlight the timing that all these reports are coming out, that the largest asset holder in the entire world wants to enter into crypto or offer crypto trading. That mm. been BlackRock. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. You know, I so seen that, yeah. BlackRock currently uh, manages over ten trillion dollars in assets, the largest globally, and now they're talking about offering, uh, want to offer tr uh, crypto trading. They want a stake of this. Wow, it's interesting because it hasn't fully been regulated yet. And to back to your point, Dayton how it's becoming full steam mainstream it's funny how this hasn't been regulated yet like can we get a, a award for like <laughs> i like i don't know how to describe like how is this not regulated yet like the government regulates everything else but when it comes to crypto it's just like Moving along, moving along. like it's it, it's it's weird. It's you, weird. To your point, what's interesting to me, and then Binky, I want your thoughts. How is it not regulated? But so many um, institutions are make and, and individual um, retail investors are making so much money off of it. Mm -hmm. Would it quote unquote not being regulated? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's interesting within itself. I, I, my perspective is that. You know, I think more so that they want control of it, you know, um, find a way to control it because it's competing for market share. But this you, new asset class competes with market share with the uh, current financial and banking system. Right. And, and you would have thought, I agree, that they want more control. You would have thought that they already seized more <laughs> control of it. Like, I would have never thought that they would have let this go for so long without seizing this that much control that we think that they may seize. So that's just fascinating. Antonio, you had something to add? Yeah, like you got to follow the money. Like BlackRock is a $10 trillion asset holding company. So when they, they, they know the money. They know right. how money moves. They're not going to make no stupid moves. They wouldn't be number one in the world. Um, just like when they grabbed up everything in the housing market, when the housing market was booming, like, we know that the price is going to come down, but they're going to be in control of that. That's right. going to turn everybody into renters. Just like yesterday, a filing came out that BlackRock now controls 47 million AMC shares. Like, everybody thinks that's a dead cat, but 
BlackRock got 47 million shares. That's a great point. And and by the way, BlackRock has been into AMC. This is nothing new. They've been into AMC. So they've been into AMC. They've been in the AMC and they had 7 million shares. When right. The, when the, G, the G13 filing came out yesterday, they upped it. So now they have 47 mm. million. And they own 9% of AMC at this point. Wow. Mm. So BlackRock know where the money is going. So they always make a small move. Okay. So let me hear, let me hear your uh, headline. What, what, what are we reacting to in Antonio's world? Well... A British security guard, first day on the job, and uh, he was bored, so he ended up draw- drawing oh, some I eyeballs seen this. on the painting. <laughs> the painting was worth a million dollars. He ruined the painting. He ended up getting fired. I mean, the rest, of the, the the restore the painting was three thousand dollars. But my whole point is, you can't be that bored. I think it was inside job. Mm-hmm. Got some type of inside job because nobody on their first day of work is that bored that would draw on a picture. You work in a museum, like you're here to secure the paintings, so it seemed like it's an inside job. Somebody got some beef with the artist or something. Like, that's what it seems. Some TV to- TV show type of. You, that's funny because my first reaction was gonna be like, "How bored are you? How bored can you be to do something like that?" But now that you put it that spin on it, I mean. That may be that spin is more realistic than just saying I'm bored. Right. It's no way you are that bored that you just like I'm a draw on this painting. Knowing one, you don't supposed to touch the paintings. Two, you you damn sure don't supposed to make the paintings your own Picasso. So <laughs> that's definitely like I'm not a conspiracy. Call me conspiracy theorist. I'm adding to what Antonio is saying. That sounds fishy. It's more believable that he had intent to do that or direction to do that than him just being bored. Citing boredness, I mean, I've been bored a, a quite a bit my whole life. That that type of that's he might have been high, but bored. Right? And that's something know. that you expect from like a, a a younger a younger person. Like he's sixty years old. Like you you know right from wrong at sixty oh, man. years old. He's so. sixty. And then it was like a private security firm that did the hiring that he got hired through. So it's not like the museum yeah. brought him in. So it definitely seemed like some type of fishy activity going on with that one. Yes. Um so I'm gonna react like they turned to Antonio's reaction <laughs> on it. I smell a patsy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he spoke to Lee Harvey Oswald or, or what's been going on. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald been brought back from the dead, <laughs> but I don't see somebody taking that type of risk. Mm. You know, that's a really risky thing. First day on the job, I can't see you risking losing your job one for no potential gain. You said the painting was worth uh, allegedly over a million dollars. Yeah. So what did he have to gain from something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I smell a patsy. That's my take. Yeah, he definitely had something to gain. That sounds like some money heist type <laughs> stuff going on over there. I don't know. You said that was in uh, British? Yeah, Britain? Russia. Somewhere. Russia? I think it was Russia. Overseas. But it was a British security guard. I'm not quite sure what his uh, nationality. It was overseas, though. Yeah, to definitely your point. overseas. Yeah, okay, definitely overseas. 
Somewhere in Europe. Yeah, there we go. Europe. The Europeans. Yeah, yeah that sounds crazy. Let's let's talk about uh our favorite trader of all time, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is back at it again. She's back at it again. She now supports banning Congress members from not trading stocks. She now supports this. We all know that she has Heavily benefited from trading stocks over the past year or two. Now, or more, now she is for banning it. What's your first reaction to that? I think it's um, I think it's a political play. You know, she's already come out and stated that she wants to be reelected. You know, she's running for another term. So um, it makes good press. To come out and state that you're against what you previously uh, had uh, draw back from or fall out, you know, from the public from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's very smart, but <laughs> also, um, you know, I spoke to y'all yesterday about this, and my my thoughts is that you know they'll find another loophole. You know, when one loophole closes, another one opens. So we've seen this. These loopholes and these this political jogger and things like that, time and time again. Right, right. So I think this is no different. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see Nancy coming around, like see, you know, getting on the side of the people and trying to, you know, ban the trading. But Senator Tuberville, when he was asked about banning members of Congress of, you know, trading stocks, he said, "I think it's ridiculous." Sorry, we got the nine one one coming through. They must know I got a hot take right yeah, now. Yeah, they, they must know that we recording in this. Or this. either that is boring. One <laughs> <or> two. <laughs> no, let us hear your take, uh, but, Antonio. But Senator Tupperville was asked about banning members of Congress from trading stocks. And he said, I think it's utterly ridiculous. I think that why would you want why would you want to cut back on the amount of people that want to trade? That would cut back on the amount of people that want to come up here and serve. Mind you. That Senator Tuberville was one of the most active traders in 2021. So we got Nancy turning the corner, and then we got other senators like Mr. Tuberville coming out, thinking that it's utterly ridiculous to stop Congress from trading stocks. I mean, look, in other words, if we can't inside a trade to help with this country. <laughs> so, so to that point, to uh, Senator Tuberville's point, that my question would be: How many more do we need, and how much more people do we need to serve? In order to get this thing right, <laughs> maybe we got too many people serving. So, <laughs> to me, to me, go ahead, go ahead. What would be if you were Congress? What would be your, your counter? Okay, we can't trade stocks. What would be your counter to that? Go invest in something else. You wouldn't say up my salary. No. Do you at, think? At, do you think? At, Go ahead. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, what do you want to do? You can go be a trader. Right. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you from go being a trader. But, was... but when it comes to what you want to do and your obligations, you got to choose one. Choose like you got to choose one at the end of the day. Like that that is just that simple to me. First of all, I don't see a big difference that's taking place in our country under their lead, under this current leadership, the last leadership, the leadership before that, and the leadership before that. So, like Dayton just mentioned, it may be better <laughs> right. for them to find another uh, career. He said, and just using his words, he said it's going to cut back on the 
amount of people. No, what it's going to do is cut back on the amount of crooks. That's what it's going to do. It's going to cut back on the crooks. So, hey, I'm for it. If that's if that's what it's going to do, if it's going to cut back, let's cut back then. <laughs> and, and and how much? Um, this is my last take on it, uh, Antonio. How much more do they need to get paid in order to do the job or lack of job that's being done? So if I take trading, you know, to his point, if you take trading away from them, their salaries need to be up. That's just like saying a regular uh, constituent. Who has a 401k, a mandatory 401k from the job employer that they've employed automatically been taken out their check. Right. That they can't make decisions with that 401k or where that money goes at. Should their salaries be upped? Exactly. <laughs> this, it, this. You know, so we don't have a choice. It, you know, employees don't have a choice. Where their funds go as it relates to the stock market and mutual funds, and somebody a professional has to manage that. This is politicians being politicians, and we've seen it over and over again. So, what we learned today is, if you're bored, go run for Congress. Don't trade stocks, trade crypto. And on that note. Thank you for watching the New Age Podcast. This is going on New Age Sound Channel on Spotify. Follow us at New Age Trust on Instagram and TikTok. And subscribe to us on New Age YouTube Channel. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, fellas. And New Age, we trust. trust.